Hey guys, just wanted to share a message from our sponsor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. The creation tool allows you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. Is the only way to learn about acting in class? Absolutely not. Stay tuned. I'll show you how. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Everyday people, Roxy. That's what we need to study Every day is everyday people because acting is the study of human behavior. And we can do that by observing people, by watching movies, reading plays. And I'm going to show you all about it, be very specific today, to see how you can fulfill the time outside of class or if you can't even take class to really learn about the craft of acting. Hi, I'm Sean Whalen, and this is How to Be an Actor with Sean Whalen. And I... As always, have my, and a new, I got a new one, magnificent co-host, Roxy Stryer. Very fancy today. I was going to do magnanimous, but I messed up the word magnanimous, and it means like super, like, um, giving and... um, And that's not me. No, no, no. I wanted something (laughs) that was, but it was more like charity stuff and stuff like that. And this is kind of not really, because then if you were charitable, then you were just, I'm your charity case. And I don't, that's not really, that's not not really what we're doing here. That is not what we're doing here. So this is what we're going to be talking about today. I'm going to break it down. I even have a stack of books next to me that I brought in from my own personal library that have helped me grow in acting. We're going to get all into it. Everybody but, knows that having a stack of books is what makes a podcaster impressive, too. That's So incredible. now they've really got to listen Especially up. if you're listening in your car <laughs> and you can see the stack of books and you're thinking, wow, because you might be thinking of one that's like over my head. We and, should lie to them. Don't tell them how many yeah, there yeah. are. He's got 78 can, books yeah, in front of him Yeah, you can hardly right see me if you're on YouTube. I'm peeking through the huge tonnage of books. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So before we start, as always, we're going to go over my week. and Sean's week. Sean's week. Sean's week. Just until we have that Until uh, we have bumper. like a really fabulous bumper. That's what we're going to do. Uh, okay, so this week I had a lot on my plate. Um, I was working on a deadline for writing my script to get to the producers. They need me to cut pages due to production. Uh, right, you you have to cut eight pages. You're trying to get down from 98 to 98 90? 98 to 90, and I'm down to 95 Ooh, already. And that's we're a big only, chunk. And we're only at page 30. Okay. So we're on our way. That's not going to be a problem. Are you losing things that you're precious about? No, okay. no. It's actually, we feel so good because my writing partner and I haven't um, looked at it in over a year so it's really a nice, fresh pair of eyes to go in there and really trim. So that's really great. That's great. I had a lot of Skype student changing times, um, and I had uh, a personal thing. I started fostering kittens. I've seen this on your Facebook. I have oh been posting it. You guys are following me on my uh, Instagram and Facebook. They are so cute. But uh, my girlfriend and I were like, oh, this will be fun. This will be easy. And it's like having babies. Like, we slept all day Saturday. It was so, it's so You had much. an escapee, did you not? I had, and he's escaped 
couple times. I call him Spider-Man because he climbs up the side of the pen and squeezes out these little holes and gets out. Uh, yes, we had an escapee, and it was terrifying, but we found him uh, under the bed. Um, they said to gent- I said, should I let them hang there until they come out? They said, no, just give slowly, slowly, gently get them back in the pen because that's where we have the most control of them. But that's time-consuming, and that, like, fun, I mean, fun stress and uh, anxious stress is still stress. If you know anything about stress or anxiety or anything like that, stress is stress, even if it's good or bad. So that added some stress. And I had a lot of things coming in, some a couple auditions. And I really found that because I was so excited about the kittens that I didn't manage my time well. And because of that, when I went into an audition on Tuesday... Um, what kind of role? It was for the woman who put me on hold. Her name is Susie Ferris. Um, and it was for the show The Connors, the ex-Roseanne show, now the new Connors. Right. And I know I did well, but there was just something I knew inside me that just didn't feel like I nailed it the way I want. You always have to have your own standard. You need to walk out of the room and say, well, I felt good or I know I did what I wanted to do. And it just didn't feel that way. And I realized it's because I didn't manage my time well. So in this artistic life that we have chosen, things that, you know, you get good news one day, you get bad news one day, you have to make changes to your script, you have to deal with, you know, I'm an acting teacher, students changing times. If you don't manage your time well, that throws you. And remember the thing, if I was a vacuum cleaner salesman, I would just show the vacuum and it would have no no reflection. But I'm the thing I'm selling. So I have to be in best shape. So you have to manage your time well. If you're going to get in show business, you have to learn to manage your time. How do do you feel about that, Roxy, in terms of time management? I know you were saying just a couple weeks ago, like you work – you know, 80 to 100 hours a week. Yeah, you so, and I are in the, a very similar boat. I had a wild week this week, okay. and I definitely think artistically I suffered because of it. Really? Yeah, and Same even thing? things like, you know, it depends on your type, it, it, what you're going out for, but for me and for what I go out for, I've got to be in good shape. I yeah. can't not be in good shape. And okay. so I, the gym has fallen by the wayside when right. I, everything else is going, and I can see it. And uh, I got called in for a like a swimsuit thing, okay. and I I'm not in shape enough to do that right now. Right. Like I cannot book that in the way that I'm looking with right. the last three weeks. So right. it sounds so trivial and stupid, no. but if that's what I'm going in for, then I need to make sure that I'm at that level. And well, I'm the right same now. thing with me, because I know when I work out, I'm more even and then I sleep better. So the stress doesn't matter if I have a lot of stress. I'm sleeping because I've managed it well with my exercise. And I looked at my I have a Peloton app and I have a spin bike that I bought really cheaply and just use that. And I was spinning and I looked at my app and it said I hadn't been on the bike in two weeks. And I go, of course. So I'm not working out, so I'm not sleeping. Mm-hmm. So it's really listen, it's it's like the tree that they, you know, they always say, you know, a tree, you know, a full side of a tree, let's say it's a, it's a I guess a tree isn't it's like a pillar that's going to fall apart and you always have to constantly run around yeah. and and make sure it stays in place and if you let one side go, then the other the whole thing goes. And it's a juggling act. But this is the life we chose. Exactly. That's a, because yeah. we, because we, no sob stories for us, by the way, we chose this life because we're not the cubicle people. No. You know, we wouldn't do well in that environment. And uh, 
it's fun in our industry because if there's you know office drama, you're on to another project in two seconds. Yeah, <laughs> so bye. You know, yeah. See you later. I'm off uh, the clock with you. So that's my takeaway. If you're going to get into this artistic life and this artistic business, really get good at managing your time because it affects you and it affects your creativity, as you said. Um, all right, so let's jump in to our subject for today. So. In class, you do techniques, you practice. Outside of class, you should rehearse with classmates, um, your scenes, and even your techniques. But and in case you, you're listening to these podcasts out of order, we've actually done. Yeah, a, we've, we've talked, talked yeah, about two it. episodes about different kinds Taking of classes. Class, so go you check can those out. Take, so check those out. Uh, thank you for that. Um, so my teacher always told us what we could learn, continue to learn. And I did talk even in the first couple about learning about the industry. So we're going to break it down from an artistic view and also a business view of learning what this business you're getting into is, what people are talking about, what's working, trends, everything, we're, again, which we mentioned, but we're taking it to a deeper level. First off is you can study acting every minute of every day that you are outside of your house. And now it's your cue to say, wait, Sean, how do you do that? How do you do that, Sean? <laughs> Roxy, <laughs> let me tell you. See, and we're getting really good at the podcast. Oh, thing. yeah. Yeah. So they couldn't hear you tell me that at all. No. What music are you playing? <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Got it. It's the uh, thinking music. <laughs> so, what you do is study human behavior. If you can look at somebody and just make a quick assessment and say, um, say to me, how are you today, Sean? How are you today, Sean? Fine. How are you today, Sean? <laughs> Fine, okay? One more time. How are I was getting there. How are you today, Sean? Fine. So, I said the same thing every time. It was my behavior that changed that changed the perception. So you can do that when you're in a grocery store and you see a cashier. Just watch them. Are they having a good day? Or are they having a bad day? How do you know? They're the way they're talking. Are they standing up straight? Are they breathing with confidence? Are they slumped over? Are they moving really slow? Are they blowing their nose a lot because they have a cold? Like you can really get someone's behavior um, just by looking at them. So firstly, walk around and look at people and go, well, they look happy. Well, they look focused. They look just kind of in their own – they're zoning out. They look uh, super sad. And you can do that by watching their behavior, how they behave, what they do. Then take it to a second level. Then start observing two people. And they could be two people that are just uh, side by side and you just want to see are they interacting? Are they not interacting? Um, are they affecting each other in any way? Then take it to another level and really look at people who are interacting and see if you can guess – What's happening with them? One person's more dominant and complaining while the other person's kind of rolling their eyes. I've heard this a million times. Or they're really angry with them to support them. So you can see the interaction between two people, and that's what acting is when you do a scene. 
It's just like Roxy is looking at me with the most judgmental eyes I've ever seen in my life. It is not true, <laughs> iTunes listeners. <laughs> no, you know, it is not. It's it, not. No, she's very uh, compelled. It's kind of interesting because I feel like, I wonder if you did this growing up too, when you're in middle school or high school and you're with your friends out to lunch and you guys play that game where you look at other people in the yes. room and you try to guess, yeah. are they on their first date? Are, right. What is their, are their business partners? What is their relationship? You're kind Absolutely. of already doing that by seeing how can you read their relationship? Are they holding hands? Are they looking right. at each other in the eyes? Yeah. Are they rushing through their meal? What is it that they're doing that makes you guess that they're on their sixth date for some yeah. reason? I had a student. I do this with my uh, coaching students, and she was saying she sat next to a married married couple because she checked if they had rings and they were literally just not saying anything eating so she walked away with wow they must be in a fight either they're a miserable couple all the time Mm -hmm. but they look like they're just in a fight and it's still fresh and look at that she didn't talk to them she didn't uh, you know get anything any information from them in any way just by their behavior uh, behavior they assessed that so it's really fun, and especially when you can see two people and then really try to find people with two points of view. You know, like I said, one aggressive and one, you know, joining in with the aggression or or kind of shrinking maybe. Or you can see parents with children. Are the kids behaving? Are they not behaving? Are they listening to their mom? Are they not listening to their mom? Are they having a great time with their dad? Are they not having a great time with their dad? Or, you know, the dad and the teenage daughter, and he's saying something loud and obnoxious, and they're rolling their eyes. I've never lived that before. Um, (laughs) I have teenage daughters. That's why I'm making that joke, because my job is to embarrass them in public at all times. How are you doing at that? Uh, Pretty good. Oh, good. Pretty good. good. And and it, it, what's funny is I don't have to try that much. I just kind of walk out the door with them. No, I'm kidding. They, we have a great time and we try to, you know, get to each other and make each other laugh. But what if you saw that? A daughter, a dad and his teenage daughters and he's making them laugh and they're making him laugh back. You know, you can see by behavior and that's really neat. And then take it to another level. How does it make you feel? Observing that? Observing that. So the student of mine um, – Sheila. I will give her a shout out. Hey, Sheila. Hey, Sheila. Are you listening uh, to this? You yeah, should be. You should be, Sheila. Uh, Let us know if she texts you this yeah, week. <laughs> student at Texas A&M. Very good student. Oh, cool. Uh, she was saying it was odd. It made her feel very uncomfortable sitting next to the married couple. And I said, how great, because you now have to open yourself up emotionally and feel what's happening. And that's what the other part of your acting job is, is to observe people's behavior and let it affect you. So when I said my different finds to you, how did each one make you feel when I said them? Well, at first you were not fully um, angry, but like a little indifferent and you couldn't tell. Sure. Then you were really upset and then you were more uh, excited. So I felt like... Uh oh, a little on eggshells around you. Then I was like, okay, this guy's clearly having a bad day. Don't mess with him. And then I was like, oh, friendly conversation, ready to talk. Right, and that's that's what you have to do. Is now look at these, and if you see uh, a loving couple having a great date, you might feel warm inside yeah. and feel, you know, or you might feel lonely because you're not dating somebody. Or that's your point of view and how you feel about it, and that's what an acting scene is. That's what you bring to an acting scene anyway. So, so let you, me ask you, Sean, are there 
are you supposed to, when you're observing people, is it more about how it affects you so that when you do have a scene and you're seeing different things in that scene, you can recall that emotion? Or are you supposed to be picking up how people who are in that situation are acting so that you can actually almost mimic what somebody who's in a fight with their spouse looks like? Or is you it could, kind of both? It's, I was just going to say it's both. It's, it's both. You, and you can actually make a choice. You could say, today I'm going to go out and see what it looks like when somebody is in this space. You know, I'm going to go to the convenience store at midnight and see what the guy behind the counter or the woman behind the counter seems like. Um, and that's I'm observing for my you know library of emotions. Or you can do what you just said or do both. I mean, I think really it's both because you can see that behavior. Because in a scene, you come in with a point of view how you feel about it, and then you have to deal with who they are, how they feel about something, and then a circumstance. So you do have to open. It's basically all lifting weights. It's like once. going to the gym and lifting weights and all those. It's you like trying you to rub it in have... that I haven't been going to the gym? <laughs> well, Is that some what's happening of us here? Who, yeah, well, I, <laughs> listen, big man here has not gotten on his spin bike, so I, I judge no one. <laughs> so, no, so that's the, that's the thing. It's like you wouldn't go to the gym. Um, when you go to just work out your shoulders. Right. But you wouldn't do that. You'd do the whole thing. And so it's all the different elements. So it's a great way. And this is also for writers, directors, anybody in the arts, because you want to really get to know human behavior. And then you can even take it a step further, which is even funner, is to go, what's my story like you said? What is their story? The guy behind the cash register at night in the you know Seven Eleven looks really really happy. Okay, so you can leave and then you can make up your story. What is that story? He just found out that he's going to be the manager, or he just found out that he got a job back in his hometown and he's leaving the job at the Seven Eleven, or he just found out that his girlfriend, uh, long distance girlfriend, is moving into town. You don't know what it is, but then you use your imagination to fill it in. And that's how we start to really build our creative process. And you're using the tools that we use every single day, which is people and their behavior. Do you ever ask, Sean, like if you're, if you're observing somebody and you really can't figure out why they would be feeling that way or why they're doing what they're doing, do you ever go up and say, well, excuse me? Uh, well, no, and, and not necessarily in the if they're negative emotions usually because I think that's a little more intimate and private. But if someone's really like fun and effervescent, I'll be like, "Whoa, you're having a great day, aren't you?" Oh yeah, I'm just blessed to be here, and I love you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, I'll do that with positive energies mostly. So is interaction part of this process as yeah, well? I mean, yeah, you can do if that you can. if you can in if a you, safe, in, controlled yeah, in way. a safe, controlled way. And listen, the other step, and and, and a student brought this up to me. Because um, then I said, you can also do this in your relationships. Your partner comes home, they're angry, or your mom, or your brother, or sister, they come home, they're frustrated. Roommate. Roommate. They, they're frustrated. And you could think, oh man, you know, I hope I didn't say anything or do anything to piss them off. And they say, no, 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 no. I just, I just got cut off right here and I almost got in a car accident and that guy pissed me off. It has nothing to do with it you. has nothing to do with Ooh, you. Ooh, millennials don't like that, Sean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it has nothing to do with us. It has nothing to do with you. But, but, but you can take it into that realm too and watch when you're in your um, interpersonal reactions with your uh, in- people in your life, like you, the list we just said. And you can you know, gauge how they are affected 
and how they feel about things. And if it, in fact, has anything to do with you, nothing to do with you, you may be right, you may be wrong. I mean, it's a, it's a great way to really learn about human behavior. And the only thing is, you know, some people obsess too much over like, ooh, I don't want to piss him off or, or you know, did he mean this? To, you know, some people with high anxiety should stay away from that part of the exercise because if they worry about too much how, what people think about them, then it may be destructive. So know yourself enough to gauge if that's going to be useful for you. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So now that's that's one of the easiest. Now we're going to get into uh, the simple first steps, which are read books about acting teachers, acting in general, and actors. So I brought my huge pile that has 78 books, and I'm peeking through, and I'll just pull one off the top. Oh, okay. Uh, so, Ooh, reach a little higher. Yeah. Uh, oh. Don't pull anything. Oh, God. All right, you got it. There we go. Thank God. Step stool, please. Step stool. Um, (laughs) Okay, so first, like this is one, but acting teacher Sanford Meisner on acting. It's a very famous acting teacher. Uta Hagen, respect for acting. And sadly, oh, thank God. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you didn't return it. I didn't. This is a library book which I owe seventeen thousand dollars for. Mm, um, one day, <laughs> one day, an actor prepares Stanislavski. These are all acting teachers. Um, I did talk about the group theater in the '30s a couple episodes ago. This is the history of them. It's called real life drama. Uh, a lot of the books I have read recently, um, I haven't read. I've actually done audio. Books. I've been doing tons of audio books. You can do them in your car. Especially I did for them those at podcast night. listeners who yeah. already are used to that. But the one problem I will say about that, because I've been doing that whole, I, I do books like this. I do self-help books. I do books from people I respect, uh, biographies and how yes. they got where they are. I love biographies. Me, me too. And I re, I've been, I was listening to Gene Simmons books and yeah. it's kind of wild seeing was, how people get where they go. But, I was just going to talk, well, we'll talk about that in one second. Go ahead. But I, I will say the one problem. I have with the audiobooks is that you have to take the additional time when you get where you're going to actually take notes on them yes. or to write down what you learn because sometimes when we're driving the car we space out and you hear a chapter and then you get somewhere and you're like what was I just listening to? It's kind of funny that you say that because uh, because for me um, I, things hit me and I never forget them. Really? No. So you yeah, don't have so, to take uh, notes. No, because all like I listened to Martin Short's biography, and he told a story about Gilda Radner and how proactive she was to get the role in Godspell, which got her the role on Saturday Night Live. Because um, she tried it in New York, didn't do it, and then went to the Toronto production. But she knew what she was doing because she tried out for the New York one and knew everything about the show, knew it inside and out, went there and nailed it in Toronto, and then went to Saturday Night Live because of that, with that same group of people. Um, so I don't know. Things just hit me. So different strokes for different folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can, right. But for me, if you're though, one if I don't things, stop. If you're, but that's how you manage your time. Yeah. See how that dovetails nicely back yes. into managing your time. That's how you need to manage your time. Um, so that's really good. And, Roxy, I already mentioned it. Listen to musicians. They're artists, too. Yeah. I listened to Bruce Springsteen's book. I listened to uh, Keith Richards' life. And the only takeaway from Keith Richards' life is 
the man should be dead. Oh my gosh! No, 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 yeah. not about. Everyone's like, oh, he's so old. No, no, no. he should be dead. Did you hear? Did you hear, listen to that? No, book or, Anthony Kiedis says too. Though I was like, how is he still? How here? is he still? How alive? are you here? Keith Richards was with a woman. They were making love on Laurel Canyon. There was an explosion. He dove out the window naked through a glass window. And this is when he was like thirty-five or forty. So. World wasn't ready to get rid of him yet. Yeah, no. I mean, he's like he. It's going to be. But it's they've gonna be got great advice yeah. because it's different industry, but it's the yeah. same kind same of like ha- how to network, how to who to t- whatever it is. I, yeah, I really think that those are good ones. Okay, so I've, I've read three of these. Did you? Yeah. Which one did you the, read? I've I've read the three in the stack of. Well, I've read three of the seventy eight. Um, yes. So these are the three yes. that I read in school. I went to these um, three? theater school at USC, and they had okay. us read all of those there. This I've never read. Um, it's just very interesting how they took the Russian Stanislavski method and brought it to New York in the 30s. And that's where all the great teachers stem from. And, you know, as we talked about that right. one day, the history of acting in America. So where it's would you really recommend people start? Like, What is the first thing? If you want to really just get into... To me, I have any book on theater history, uh, you can do a really simple one. I had one from college. I almost brought that in, but seven, Roxy said no more than 79 books. So, yeah. That's our max. That's the absolute Otherwise limit the table that the studio. Starts to bow. Yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, <laughs> there, it's just basic theater history. Just learn. Man, it, it reflects the culture. It's amazing. It's so amazing to hear about. Rome, you know, in theater and uh, the Colosseums, where there weren't just one, there were several. And when they uh, didn't like something in that Colosseum show, they'd get up and leave and go to the other one, like we do changing the channel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what did they do? They got it lower and lower and lower bar, and then they would start throwing people in to get eaten by lions and fill it up with water and have people fight out battles till they actually killed each other and stuff. They would do anything to keep the people in their Coliseum. <laughs> yes. But I'm just saying like that but it's amazing to see how, how it yeah, how it evolves and that's really great. So a theater history book, but I would say for Amer- if you want to be a th- actor in modern America, you should read this book, Real Life Drama by Wendy Smith. Look for it at a um at a library, if you can't get at a library, so you don't spend the money, look for it on Amazon. Obviously, look for used um, wherever you can. But it's a really good. Get a friend who also wants to be an actor. Split it. Right, split it. There's so many things you can do. I love. And then books. you can start reading from uh, the teachers who are in this book. Then you can read their individual books and takes, and then read the students. Um, other biographies I've loved: um, uh, Brian Cranston's book. Hmm. Uh, my life in parts, fantastic. I haven't and read it. A lot of people have talked about it's that amazing. Now. And and I guess Jenna Fisher has a new book that I'm very interested in about her being an actress um, and coming to L.A. So we should start giving weak recommendations yeah. and do it and incorporate that. And in sometimes in the show, if you guys would like that, let us know. Yeah, let us know. I so my this week's is real life drama. Try to try to pick that it's up. It's a little thick for a week. It's a little thick for a week, but but I mean, so, no. Th- <laughs> let's do this. This will be the overall thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. And okay. then we'll give you maybe we'll give you like a movie to watch a week or something. We can think of. We'll we'll figure out something. Um, so homework. People love it. Homework. So um, then, I think as I've mentioned before. You should read plays, okay? So you think first read about um, people's methods and then read the actual work? Actually, 
I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying you can do all at the same, same time. time. There shouldn't be one or the other. You should be studying all of these. It's like saying, you know, I'm only studying blood stuff in med school. For sick. That's not the way it works. Right. They do blood and then muscles. And, We've you know, already learned the on the show time. we know so much about what they do in med school. Yes. And yeah. bones. So this um, is what's so fantastic. You can be an actor and a doctor. Mm-hmm. Tissue. Yeah. Just by listening to the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Veins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So then you read plays. And. I have written down uh, – this actually is a list from a very dear friend, Kathy Shambly bear who taught me at the Groundlings and also was in my play. She was the uh, cougar at the bar, mm. the, a, fav- a fan favorite of the play. Big fan favorite. She was re- she's really great. And because that she- wasn't even the initial role that she uh, – No, no, no. That was, oh, that that was, was the role. Okay, that, okay. Yeah, she was – I know what you're thinking. That was the manager, oh. the, ma- the guy who ended up being the manager. Um, but here are some plays and here uh, – playwrights – and specific plays you should read by them. So, Tennessee Williams, either Streetcar Named Desire or Glass Menagerie. Or both. Or both. I mean, of course, I'm giving you the minimal. Which do you prefer of those two? Uh, for me? Yeah. Streetcar street Named Desire. I actually like Glass Menagerie better. I, but Streetcar is amazing. It's kind of funny, though, but it does fall across. I've, I've met... More women like Glass Menagerie and more men like Streetcar. Yeah, th- you know? they're both fantastic. They're both reads, fantastic yeah. plays. Hey, read both and then you decide. Mm-hmm. Um, Shakespeare, obviously. Okay, you should know the comedies as you like it. Midsummer Night's Dream, dramas, Hamlet, Romeo and Juliet, the historical ones, all about the English kings. There's tons. Um, Why do you think it's important to read Shakespeare? Because he's the father of playwrights kind of i mean of course there's many before that in the greek theater and things like but but he made it so popular it was he changed the way theater he he did all different types um drama um heavy drama tragedies and basic stories that he did pull a lot from myths too and bring them forward he just changed the he's the most influential playwright in modern history um, Have you done Shakespeare before? Quotes, the one thing. Remember I told you about the Western? Yeah. I thought about this. I've never done a Shakespeare play. Wow. And I've never done a Shakespeare movie. Would you movie. want to? Yes. And everybody, every actor has this. If you had to do a Shakespeare character, what would you like to oh, do? Oh, it's so hard. Like, because realistically, I couldn't play a lot of them that I would like to do. Like, okay. Because of my age and okay. whatnot. So, or my gender. Like, okay. I think that he has a lot better male characters in general. Mm. But like, I don't know. It's every person's dream to play Juliet. Right, How could of it course. not be? Right. Uh, it's not a very original answer. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My favorite would be Iago in Othello. Mm. The guy that. who's in... Uh, Iago's who's in Othello's great. ear, who's the one turning the screw and making all the bad things happen. And it's right up, great... I could really picture you there. Yeah, I think I would be awesome. Slick my hair back, you know, maybe make the mustache a little pointier, make me look a little more evil. But uh, Shakespeare. Mu-ha-ha-ha. Yeah, mwahaha. There you go. Uh, David Mamet, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross mm-hmm. is a great play of his. Um, Edward Albee, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf. That's right. a big one. Arthur Miller, uh, married to Marilyn Monroe, Death of a Salesman, huge influential play done several times by several amazing actors. Um, Eugene O'Neill, Long Day's Journey into Night. Uh, let's see, Anton Chekhov, The Cherry Orchard and The Three Sisters. 
Neil Simon, who just passed away. Yeah. Very influential New York playwright, Odd Couple, Brighton Beach Memoirs. Um, Beckett, I think you just kind of have to know what that is. Waiting for Godot, very famous play, tough read. It's a I, tough read. <laughs> I cannot. You ha- find a YouTube video of it if over reading it if you yeah. can. Oh gosh, the absurdist playwrights are tough. Yeah, it is hard. They're, they're they're a little tough, but at least you should know who they are. Um, Sam Shepard, True West. Oh, you can see uh, Jeff's going to show you. This is my shelf of plays in my house. I took a picture of it. Uh, because again, I limited him. That's right. Um, August Wilson, great African American playwright. Fences. Um, very recently done at the Academy Awards. Tons of these turned into movies, by the way. Yeah. So I'm thinking about that as you're reading them. Yeah. John Patrick Shanley, Moonstruck. Yeah. Also. So these are playwrights that we should all, that you should be familiar with. Just again, to see the evolution of the way theater works, great storytelling. People will reference these things. They're really good list. Yeah. It's a, it's a really, really good list. Uh, now that, that should take you guys a little bit of time. Yeah. Now come back to us when you need more. Then in the evening, <laughs> it's time to watch TV or movies. Oh, so you can only read plays in the daytime. Uh, yes, of course. No, <laughs> I don't know. Whatever your days. This is just for me, you know, because then you can make it nice and dark in your house and you can get the popcorn and you can have the movie experience. Yeah. I like it, you know. I'm with unless you. you have a blackout curtain, then you can do it all day long. Um, so I like to start, especially with actors, and this is about an acting show, Let's talk about actors and the seminal movies that they they should watch. So many great actors. I left off Heath Ledger and, so, you know, fantastic actors. But the three for me that I think every actor should watch is films by Marlon Brando. And here's a few. Is he your favorite of all time? You've it's, mentioned him a few times on I've the mentioned show. him a few times just because I love the whole idea of shocking people. Like Elvis Presley scared people mm-hmm. to the point where they had to burn records and things like that and freaked out. And Marlon Brando terrified people. When you're terrified, that means huge change is happening. And a big thing is and, and people get scared of big change. And he was so seminal in the way he approached acting um, and just shook things up a bit that it, it's really neat to watch. You first see it in Streetcar Named Desire. Here's a picture of him in there. Um, where you see him be so much more natural and believability as the character around the old school type of acting. So you see how he's slowly changing the game. A few years later, he does a movie with Ilya Kazan, also from the group theater, called On the Waterfront. Fantastic, fantastic movie. Now, let me ask you a weird question. Good-looking man to you? Yeah. Yeah, and cool. in what way? Well, though? it depends when you're asking. Right, no, these first two movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, first two movies. Uh, there's something just so James Dean about him. Like yeah, that. yeah, He's yeah. He's got that fire. And kind of yeah. like Elvis, the same thing you yeah, said. Yeah, right? It's a radical. Simple, manly. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, I don't there's know. A, yeah, there's something about him. So on the waterfront, two completely different types of characters. But on, on the waterfront, you slowly start to see a couple other actors getting up to his level. Carl Malden, who plays the priest in that movie, studied with him. Um, so the acting starts to get You don't mean fame-wise, you mean No, in terms of technique. Yeah. In terms of believability, like I've said many times, you, do I believe you? Are you that character, or are you an actor portraying that character? And a lot of times we can see nowadays, oh my gosh, the acting level is so strong, 
we know in a second if someone's a bad actor. And that level of acting wasn't that strong back then. And he helped break ground in Hollywood and to the, to the world. Sure, on Broadway, but not many people in the U.S. could see Broadway. So when these films came out, it was... It was Let alone not in the U.S. Yeah, right. <laughs> Shocking. And then you jump, to, jump forward, you know, almost 15 years, and he does The Godfather. Now, he's playing an older guy, I would say, in his 70s, and he was 47 years old. And what a character study. And he was nominated for an Academy Award. And you think this that's is his not best? The same, that's not the same no, guy that you thought that was cute in those last pictures. No. Right? No. Um, his best, I can't really say. Um, I, don't think, I don't think it was his best because I like each one for each reason. But it's, to me, you know what it is? It's exciting. You should gauge that when you watch movies. Do you get excited when you see a performance? That's really something you should see because that, that'll mean that you're really meant for this if right. you get excited by seeing great performances. So now we're going to do what I believe are the most uh, seminal actors of th- this generation. Um, firstly, Daniel Day-Lewis, um, one of his groundbreaking performances in My Left Foot. You can't see Daniel Day-Lewis in this performance. He's he's so. Um, have you ever seen this movie? Yeah, it's Everything astonishing so far. Uh, you you can't see Daniel Day Lewis in any in of his anything. performances, right? So in anything. You could be talking about anything. Saying he, that. he's one of the greatest character actors of our time, even though he's a very handsome, handsome man. man. Yeah, it's so um, weird to think of him that way, but he really is. Yeah, when people think of character actors, they think of guys like me—a little mm-hmm. quirky, a little offbeat, um, huge gums, big teeth. I'm getting too personal. Um, <laughs> so uh, so, but fantastic. Um, then there will be blood. Another one where he's so powerful again, nominated for an Academy Award. So try to watch these two and look at the dichotomy, and then blow that all up and watch him in Lincoln. Yeah, amazing, an amazing study. And I studied him and how he studied it, and he just hammered the bio. So was there, there was a woman biographer who just. Ha- did a huge book on Lincoln. That's what uh, Spielberg based the book on. And he just was with her night and day, calling her all the time. Because the the biggest thing that bugged him was no one really knew how he spoke. And when the cartoons and he's like, a, no, no, he was very soft-spoken and had a really high-registered voice all. And so he really wanted to perfect that and make the best performance he could and the most thoroughly researched. And it's an amazing performance. And, uh, but he does a movie every couple of years. Uh, the next person you would think, I don't know how she can do what she does so often, is Meryl Streep. And to go from her earlier work to her modern work, there's so many. And I'm just picking some that I feel are good marking posts along the way. I wonder how many credits this woman has. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, how many does she have? Jeff, I wonder Jeff. if you could look that up on IMDb for yeah. us. Yeah. See, I'm Thank loving you. this whole... I will look you it can up ask then. immediately. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love this thing. Okay, so firstly, Sophie's Choice, a very intense drama. Um, that, oh, that movie. It's, 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 yeah. it's one of those ones, you know what it is? It's one of those ones you're like, I'll never watch this again. Yeah, oh, I did. I saw it once, <laughs> yeah, and I'll once never was see it enough. Again. Yeah, but, never see yep, it again. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's amazing. And if you haven't, if you're only used to like Mamma Mia and stuff like that, you should really go back 
and see these. Another uh, great book to read. Just so you guys know, has eighty three films on IMDb. Wow. Eighty three. Fil- I have that. more credits than her. But it's not like. But it's but each one of hers is, is like mind numbing. Yeah, but that it's still such a huge number. It How is. How many do you have? Like one hundred twenty or something. I think twenty. Yeah, one hundred thirty. Crazy. But, same. Um, <laughs> <laughs> same. I can't see you through the books. Mm-hmm. I don't know what your face is. Yeah, at. yeah. Uh, uh, postcards from the edge. I wanted. I put. I picked this just because. Yeah, it's an interesting she's one more to her, because she's more her. Uh, she's not doing a closer to herself. Deep, yeah, character study, and we get to see her sing for one yeah. of the first times. Yeah. So, um, and she's playing a natural characterization, not something with major wigs and changing herself. Um, and then, more recently, to really dive into her character choices, Devil Wears Prada. And we were just talking about this before Jeff and I were saying, like, why, you know, I heard about the book and then I heard about the casting and I thought, oh, what a bummer. Like, this woman's supposed to be hard and scary and Meryl's so soft and, and oh, my God, she's terrifying. Terrifying. Underrated film. Underrated role. Yeah. She did such an excellent job Amazing. here. Yeah. Amazing role. And, and you, you again, you just don't think... She, you know, because you hear about well, in casting, there's a there's just a wheelhouse you need to stay in when you're casting somebody. This is not her yeah, in the slightest, all. but she was phenomenal. I agree. So, I have strong feelings about this movie, so I'm going to hop in quickly. Yes, <laughs> the reason it's underrated is because it's like a popular film. I think people sometimes tend to discredit the merit of performances in big box office. Hits. Right. But she is so good. This is one of her best performances. And it's not, you know, in a serious best picture Oscar film, but it's so valid. And I just had to say that. I agree, yeah, Jeff. I, I agree. agree. Um, then uh, I would say if you're going to do, st- we're just going to start uh, movies. I've said it before, the AFI 100. But if you're really going to do, start with the most seminal movies, you should do. Sit on uh, Jeff. If I throw these at you and you can pull it up, you're a god, but it, I didn't prep you. Uh, Ooh, a god, citizen, I, you know, you got magnificent. Calm down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, no, uh, Citizen Kane, number one. A lot of people think it's the greatest American movie. I disagree, it doesn't speak to me very much. I, I do love it. Rosebud was my password on everything for like 10 years, really, not you, anymore. So, what so do you that's love why I can say it. it. Uh, you know, I because just it's the think American it, story, kind of, but also you just have to give respect where respect is due, and it's like for that for wrote, its directed, time, and well. yeah, just it's so unbelievable what was yeah. done. Does the story speak to me as much as other stories? Like not close to as much as Wizard of Oz, which like right. hits me at my core, right? Uh, but uh, when you're watching it, it's just kind of like wow. Wow. Yeah, amazing. Uh, obviously, I don't think I have to say this, but you said it, Wizard of Oz, uh, a groundbreaking in so many ways. And this was all, yes. these were all like within a, well, 39, they had Wizard of Oz, um, and was it Citizen? Oh, no, uh, Gone with the Wind. Wind That's yeah. the next one, Gone with the Wind. So a little trivia here, Gone with the Wind has never been beaten for ticket sales. Never. Wow. Never. They've That's never true? matched. They because they do like how much a movie is made, but when they broke it down to actual units, still to this day, Gone with the Wind has, has more never, units. Has more units. At I least I know domestically. At least I know domestically. Wow. But yeah, domestically still, it's one the of the best popular, movies of all time. Too. One of the best movies of all time. That's really I still an important have it on VHS movie. with the. Uh, it's two because yeah, the it's too much. Yeah, yeah, you've got to put it in. too much. And then I would say, um, I would say, um, Casablanca, very important movie. 
a friend of mine took a writing class and they broke it down as the most perfect story and script beautiful. ever done. Um, it's a fantastic movie. Now, those are just some of the Oscar movies. Um, you can go through the list, but I'm hitting you with a lot here today. Um, so I didn't go so much into the movies because we did mention it before about the AFI Top 100 yes. and ways to get into it before. Then you can do – but then obviously you can pick a director, the films of Steven Spielberg, the films of Quentin Tarantino, the films of the Coen brothers. All these types of movies go through seminal directors and pick a few from you know early, mid, and recent. You mentioned the Coen brothers a lot too. Are they – or you love them? I love them. Yeah. I love them so much. Sean, I have a quick question from the booth. Yeah. So some of these older films, acting has changed so much. So what should, as a student of these older films, what's the takeaway? Because I know if you auditioned like Scarlett O'Hara, you yeah. would probably get the part, right? Well, it's more that they were their seminal stories and there's such a rich history. So that's a really great point. I'm not having you watch these. We went through acting movies. These are movies that are just so well-known, so quoted. Um, they're, they're mentioned so many times. They're a part of our movie lexicon that you just need to have that language. It's just like learning you know, a ba- biblioteca in Spanish. You just have to know what these movies are. So... Um, when you are approached and anyone makes a reference to them and you said it don't you don't know, maybe you'd never be asked that, but it'd be so much worse if you didn't know than if you did. Then, yeah. You know, so... Uh, if somebody's talking to you on set or off and they're referencing like a place in a movie and they want to say this is an inciting incident or this is where we go to our first break and then they're relating it to something like Wizard of Oz because they're assuming everybody knows right, when we right, turn right. to color that that's this point yeah. in this movie yeah. and you don't know what they're talking about, you look stupid. I've had so many directors say to me, dude, it's we want it to be big. We want it to be epic. It's like the Bernie of Atlanta. Well, what does that mean? Yeah. Does anyone know what that means? I know what that means. That means the huge scene where they're taking the carriage and they're driving through Atlanta in, in uh, Gone with the Wind. The burning of Atlanta. The burning you're, of Atlanta. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so now, yeah, that's going to be Roxy's go-to whenever I'm going too long. She's like, this is like the burning of Atlanta. How so did you wrap know? it up. I was just thinking that. <laughs> so, and then uh, TV, real quick, um, just go to the Emmy nominations of this year. Such incredible ones. Um, uh, comedies, Atlanta. You should just know what it is. It's like the Don- burning of it. Yeah, Don- Donald Glover is a seminal person in pop culture these days and in the arts. You should know who he is and what he's doing. Um, the show Barry got nominated. Blackish, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Glow, Silicon Valley, Unbreakable, Kimmy Schmidt. Um, those were the nominees for comedy. Just watch an episode. And if you can't do it, then just go to Wikipedia and read about it. Yeah. Even just a couple pages. Because a lot of people might say to me, you know, I really don't like Larry David. You know, because he's not a great actor, but what he's doing, this improvisational television, is is really groundbreaking. Um, so you should watch it. And if you don't, you go, oh, he annoys me. Then just watch. And then you can go to Wiki and read the first couple paragraphs on why it is important. Um, the winner for this year is The Marvelous Miss Maisel, which is an amazing show by the creator of Gilmore Girls. Um, it's really great. It's really period. Jeff and I were talking about that. Love the show. Really great. And again, since and it won, won best, and she won, and a couple actors Amy won, won, and, the, and Rachel Amy won. won. Yeah, so, Marvelous Miss Maisel so it's, won. So it's, it's, it's making waves. So uh, you go and see it. 
Atlanta made a lot of waves at Golden Globes last year. I didn't know what it was, so I went and saw a couple episodes. Yeah. Now, I, it's not a show that I'm probably going to keep watching. It doesn't mean I don't like it. It's just I go, oh, I have so many. But at least I know now what's going on. Anytime a group of friends of mine are t- obsessed with something, I watch an episode. Yeah, this you week it just want to me know. American Vandal. Uh, yeah. And I was yes. like, what the heck is? And then I yeah. went and checked it out. And I was like, all right, maybe not for me. Not sure. But yeah. I'm going to see an episode. Yeah. And for dramas, um, The Americans. Now, I best have not show, one seen it. One of the best it. shows on TV. I have not seen it. And it's oh, one of the good. ones that I need to, I'm going to watch an episode because I know I haven't. The Crown, I did watch. Handmaid's Tale, you should watch an episode. Again, that's one of those ones that's maybe too rough. So just wiki it and look at the pictures and maybe watch a show. YouTube clip. Um, Stranger Things, This Is totally Us. Totally different in the Totally different. Yep. This Is Us, Westworld. Um, and the one that won most was Game of Thrones. Now, I know a lot of people who can't deal with the violence and the nudity of Game of Thrones. I get that. Again, just wiki it. Watch some YouTube. There's so many YouTube montage videos from that show. Just so you get a sense of it. And, and look then, on IMDb. Who's in it? Who makes it? Who's in it? Who directs it? And then go to wiki and read some storylines and get an idea. So at least when you're in a room with a director and they talk about it, they know what they're talking about. They say, we, you know, we want a classical fantasy feel like Game of Thrones. You don't sit there not knowing what you're talking mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. So you can learn about the business through movies and television. And you can look at actors' roles. You can read about their biographies. You can read plays about acting teachers. There's so much you can do outside of class. And when you're doing your two-year program, check that episode. This is what I'm talking about. Come home from class, grab some food, take a nap, go to the gym, eat well, you know, sleep, and then fill your... If you're just filling your mind with all of these things, it will help you grow. You will. You don't realize a lot. Um, when I started teaching, I kept on thinking, well, I don't really know that much. And it was just surprising how much I knew just because I'd been doing it for 30 years. Right. That I you just, retained the knowledge. I didn't know. And you know, even when I started this podcast, I didn't realize when I would never shut up in the backseat of a car that I'd be able to do a podcast. (laughs) And now I do. The only things you need. So, Roxy, real quick, just to wrap up your week, you know, you said you were really busy. We talked about the gym stuff. But in terms of these things, as a new actress, what do you think? I'll give my one takeaway here. My Well, my one thing that I think to add to this list, uh, my one actress that I would look at her entire filmography because I think she's done so many different things would be Charlize Theron. She okay. is. I, mean, if, I worked with Charlize on that thing you did, one of her first movies. Phenomenal person. She, she an is an amazing person. Somebody who's had a crazy life story. Yep. And look into it if you don't know. But she transforms and yep. watching her from one to two to three, yep. it, it's unbelievable. So uh, add that to your list of things. Yeah, absolutely. That's Roxy's tip of the week, too. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and do you feel like you're you need to do more? I'm this pretty excited because I've read all of the That's great. Uh, and seen all of the. I'm very very involved in this world. Like I right. love this as much as you do, yep. and so it's cool. And I like this show because I yeah. like to talk about these and things you, and, and hear you, about you. And you shouldn't. This shouldn't be. And and check yourself. In all honesty, if this is a chore for you, and you feel like, Ugh, why I do I have to? Homework? Why do I have to do that? Then then this is a this is only a job for people who love it. Yeah. So you should see how you feel about doing all this stuff. Yeah. If it's not exciting to you in a way that uh, inspires you, then 
you should see if maybe this is the right fit for you. I agree. Um, also, uh, as always, listen, we've gotten a lot of good feedback from the show. I've gotten a lot of good feedback, but a lot of people aren't going to, to the YouTube, the and, YouTube iTunes to and the iTunes to comment. Please go to the YouTube with the thumbs up and the comments. Same with iTunes. Find us there. Please rate it. And again, like I've got plenty of people saying it to me, but they're not finding yeah, their way to rate them. Yeah, writing it on your them. Facebook Write it whatever. on the Facebook. Write it on the they, YouTube and the iTunes. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> we're, we're, we're begging you from the pile of books. Uh, so you can find me at that guy SMW on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook is Sean Whalen Peeps. Just uh, try to be a part of that group and I'll accept you. Uh, Roxy, where can we find you? Everybody loves to be accepted. I'm at Roxy Stryer across all platforms. Great. And as always, thank you for letting me be a part of your journey. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.